Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Energized by Celsius, I'm John Ledyard from PewterReport.com. With me on this Bucks Panthers preview episode for the first week 18 ever in NFL history is the one and the only Scott Reynolds. Who else could it be, ladies and gentlemen, to preview this first week 18 of all time? Scott, how does it feel to be covering the league as long as you have and have have made it this long, Scott, to where you see a week 18 in the NFL? Well, John, I'm feeling pretty old right now. It's been a long time coming, getting to week 18. It's been a long time since I heard old man Reynolds come out. Well, it's because my voice is slowly getting better. That's true. Slowly. Yes. Really, yeah. Lots of improvement. Um, but this yeah. game, Scott, it's going to be, it could be so ugly because I think the Panthers have just mailed it in. Uh, oh, I know yeah. we'll talk about it in depth, but it looks bad on yeah. paper, man. Well, the, the thing is, is we, John, we saw some, some teams and I'm glad that, that LSU, even though they only had like 39 players last night, I'm, I'm glad they decided to, to play my, my alma mater. <laughs> Or is it? There we go. Did not, I think State. they had 32 scholarship players. I saw. Don't care. It's SEC. Just means more. Don't care. It was a quality win. You know? It was a great win. Yeah, really took I, down Kendall Hinton at quarterback. But listen, LSU has had five years of like top five recruiting classes. There were more LSU players out of those 39 that are going to be in the NFL than anybody on Kansas State. That's probably fair. So I, I, just because they're not experienced doesn't mean they're not physically talented and athletic as all. So get what was stuff. the final so score? I didn't even see. Forty-two to twenty. They they oh. got a, a last. They they call a timeout with two two seconds left okay. to, th- to throw a trick play bomb for a touchdown to to make it go uh, from forty-two wow. to fourteen to forty-two to twenty. Uh, look oh, a little better on the stat sheet. Okay, whatever. Still looks pretty bad though. It was a beatdown, and I that's loved great. it every minute of it. Hey, that's great. I didn't every, even know they were still every playing. Every man games. a wildcat. Okay. Yeah. So this is the latest bowl game, wasn't it? Other than the Natty, which isn't a bowl game, I guess. Well, it was late. On, yeah, it was late on, on two fronts. It was the latest into the bowl season. It's January 4th last night. It was also a 9 o'clock late start, <laughs> which had me up till 1 o'clock in the morning, which means, John, oh. the first thing I grabbed – was two Celsius today. That's why I'm doing this show at 7:30. I had a little bit of orange, a little bit of tropical vibe. Actually, so you're mixing your Celsius, is what you're telling me. No, I had both of them, John. Oh, I'm telling okay. You. I thought you like. <laughs> or. I could. I, I'll try it. Maybe. Maybe it's it's a it's an orange tropical vibe kind of uh, thing. Right. One. If but people John, don't know, Celsius uh, powers down. active lives every day with essential functional energy. It accelerates metabolism. It burns body fat. And there's no sugar, Scott. No sugar in this Celsius. I got the peach vibe right here. It's unbelievable. How they got so many different flavors and in such great taste, but they don't have any sugar in them. And you get rid of all the <sighs> bad nuts. stuff that you get from a lot of other energy drinks. And they taste so good, John. That's the thing. Like I've had some other energy drinks. I'm not going to name names. That that you know you buy it, you try it, and you're like, gosh, that did not taste at all like, you know, whatever flavor they they you know lied about on the on the can, uh, or sometimes it just doesn't taste good, right? Sometimes you just gotta like, all right, I need this energy, I'll just you know pinch my nose and swallow this stuff, and and hopefully it gives me a boost, and then of course, predictably, a couple hours later you're getting a crash. Mm-hmm. But John, it's been gosh about two years since I've tried Celsius. It's the only energy drink I drink for that reason. The taste and it works. There's no crash. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So make sure you check them out. You can click the banner ads at pewterreport.com and check them out, or you can go to Celsius.com, use the store locator, find out where they are selling some Celsius near you. 
Scott, uh, before we get to this matchup, we are going to talk about Bucks Panthers, but let's be honest, we talked about it two weeks ago, so not much has really changed. The Bucks are oh, still yes. pretty much, <laughs> and the Panthers are still pretty bad, and so we don't know. How <laughs> well, much yes, changed, when you so. general, when you general, generalize oh, yes. like that, yes, that, that's okay, that's fine. Some, one big thing has changed. Antonio Brown went yeah. crazy on the sideline. That's, That's true. Thing. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, most is to say the same. But we'll still talk about that matchup for sure. Want to get to some of the questions because we've gotten these, Scott, whether it's in DMs. I've been DM'd these things. Mm-hmm. I've been tweeted at these things. You've been DM'd and tweeted at. I know we've gotten yep. Facebook messages about these things. I'm pretty sure I saw an Instagram message about one of these things. So we've gotten been bombarded with questions about whether several players will become Buccaneers. And I just want to take a minute to tell you that none of them will be. Because yes. Julian Edelman is not his, his bone, his knee is bone on bone. He's cooked. Yes. He's, he's finished. Larry Fitzgerald's retired. He's not Correct. coming out of retirement. And Terrell Fox Owens want him. Terrell Same Owens thing. is has not played in the league for yep. Chad Ochocinco is also not going to be a is Buccaneer. He on the table? I didn't even. Well, I've heard that one as well. Yeah, because okay. he li- I guess he lives in Tampa. What about Randy Moss? Uh, Randy, Randy Moss? Moss no, going? no, no. Okay, um, all right. Calvin I, I Johnson. Even, Calvin Johnson is not. No Megatron. Um, okay. I, I even asked Jason Light, true story, if Lynn Swan, <laughs> if he, if they would consider Lynn Swan. That's actually a true story. I know That's a true story. Yeah. yeah. And, and he I said, can't, can't repeat what he said. Can't repeat what he said. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, funny, though. It was funny. What, it was funny. Whatever reinforcements you are thinking yeah. might be coming to the box in the form of a once great veteran receiver who is currently retired. Right. They are not coming. That is not happening. Correct. Um, a because they're probably not going to be good, but B because also because they wouldn't help the team, and C because they like the guys that they have now. So yeah. it's going to be this group. Arians, you know, made it clear today. If there was anybody you weren't thinking of that you were going right. to ask about later, they're not coming either because Arians said, "No, uh, we're riding with the guys that we have." Yeah. It seems no, like he is. There's no saviors on the street, not in a week right. eighteen. You know, there isn't. Uh, yeah. It just it, the reality. If it were early in the season, we could explore yeah. some options. This point in the year, I mean, by the time anybody would. Be it's this guy right here. It's Cyril Grayson, my new favorite Buccaneer, John. That's Cyril Grayson. Yeah, you know that's the guy. Yeah. It's, it's him. cool to hear Bruce talk about him. Honestly, I know. Bruce doesn't it's a great get story. Yeah, he, when he gets into specifics about players, you know, some the analyst in Bruce from his time as a TV analyst yeah. has never totally gone away. Like he mm-hmm. still will do some of that. He'll kind of wax poetic a little bit about some players, yeah. time to time. Just to hear him talk about Cyril. You know, he was saying today he was killing the scout team or killing it on the scout team. Uh, yeah. against their top defense and that's when they were like all right and just tom brady like him saying like he said on a couple different shows now he asked yeah. tom straight up what should we do and tom was like play Cyril. i trust him yeah and that's pretty cool man that that it is that shows you what he's shown them in those formats and to be able to improve an area and said straight up you know catching the football has been the biggest improvement he just ability to you know catch it in traffic or just see through yeah. a defender's hand and catch the ball like he did for the game winner you know all that stuff that's um that's new stuff for Cyril and it's just pretty cool. He's 28 years old. You you texted me. He's 28 years old. Yeah, yeah. He's I did not realize he was that old. I didn't know that yeah. he he bounced around so many places early in his career, and yeah, he's just 28 now. And so yeah, he's uh, I don't know and what he, the upside and, is. But and the thing the cool. thing is, he's never made a team before. I mean, the first game he ever played in was for the Buccaneers in 2019, when they lost Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Scotty Miller to hamstring injuries, and you know, and Rashad Perriman was the was the one. Justin Watson was the number two, and they just needed more bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And and they 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 brought him in, and then he's been on the practice squad, you know, since then. And and um, I they're going to bring him up to the active roster, you know, for the the game for sure. But uh, they're 
listen, this this is a guy that that when you and we talked about this in the Saints game, John. Uh, nobody stepped up for for Tom Brady in that game, right? Once Evans and, and Godwin went out, nobody stepped up. Gronk had a tough night. Rashard Perriman, you know, was nowhere to be found. He had COVID, right? And t- mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson just wasn't the guy. Yeah. And and in Carolina, it was Antonio Brown and it was Cyril Grayson. Mm-hmm. Those were the, the two guys because uh, even Gronk just wasn't targeted that game. You know, he had a, a really great game last week, but but just was not it, it, the two man show in Carolina because Tyler Johnson wasn't even targeted in Carolina that game. But um, you know, that's that's where this guy came to play and and showed mm-hmm. up. And it wasn't just as a receiver; it was also a blocker on this. 52 yard touchdown run by Keyshawn Vaughn. So right. uh, he's, he's, he's earned it. Uh, just like Cajun Buck said, Perriman about to shine. Uh, in my opinion, that could be the case. Listen, yeah, uh, we, we've seen it before. It was Scotty Miller last year in the playoffs yeah. and a, a couple times. Um, this is, it's over. Perriman at the end of his Bucks first Bucks tenure. Yeah. Regular season, Perriman right? at the, at the end of the bills game and the walk-off touchdown, this is like a wide receiver wheel of fortune. You spin the wheel and as long as it comes up with somebody that that makes a play for Brady, that's yeah. that's all he's asking. It's just I just need somebody yeah. to make a play. Smilegate wants to know if Jerry Rice is coming. Good thought, Smilegate. Jerry Rice is not coming though. He's not. Unfortunately, he is busy. And what about Golden Tate? No, no. Golden Tate, by the way, maybe the anti-Bucks receiver. I'm trying like small, not super athletic, slot only. Yeah, he's like the. He's like the antithesis of the type of player that they draft yeah. <laughs> or look for. Yeah. But anyway, no, he's uh, he was on a practice. Who was practice? He was on somebody Titans practice squad. He hasn't even been. Yeah. I don't think he's been active. At the all one guy season. we haven't talked about bringing back is AB. <laughs> there are still fans holding out hope. I mean, they, uh, there are they're like I've seen stuff on too. Yeah, fools. But I mean, I, you know, I'm fools die hard. Everybody got to believe in something. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> like I get it, but the thing is, is is here's a good one. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Keyshawn Don't. Johnson. Listen, he he was the OG. Keyshawn was the first wide receiver diva to to get suspended by the Bucks. So yeah. I don't think, uh, even though John Gruden's nowhere to be found, not even on the stadium anymore. I just don't think that that uh, that the Buccaneer organization is going to go Keyshawn two. No chance with Keyshawn. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, no. Plus, I think Keyshawn in, in his. In his, uh, I was going to say portly, but that might be mean, so I won't say portly. But he he's, is probably, a little, he's, he's probably now. more of a tight end now than he is a wide receiver. <laughs> he definitely is. He's for sure. Uh, Damien Street says, "Is Darden done for the year?" No, Darden's back no. now. He got he's back off COVID, and Bradley Pinion back off COVID today, and so that means the Bucks have nobody on the COVID list right now, Scott. So yeah, for now, knock on wood, and we'll just see how that goes to finish the yeah. week. Uh, but right now, nobody on the COVID list. Everybody's back, and also. A little bit of other surprising news here. I'm glad Damon reminded me. But uh, Aaron Stinney, practice window yes. open today. So he yep. could play this week. We'll see. But seems like maybe the wild card round, he could be active for. He'd have two weeks of practice under his belt at that point. And yeah. at the very least, he would have to be back before the NFC Championship, the Wednesday before right. the NFC Championship game. That, that's his last. Yeah. He has to be back. Alex Cap has got to watch his out. ankles, man. I mean, we're getting around that time. So Yeah, that's right. And my, Aaron Stinney, playoff hero, Aaron, might Aaron have to Aaron Stinney's shine like, again. Yeah, that's a good sign. That's a good little omen right there. Aaron Stinney getting ready yeah. uh, for the postseason. So we'll Just see. in case he's needed. That's right, if we'll, if they need him or not. A um, couple other things on the horizon here. People want Adam Humphreys. I believe he's on an actual team right now. I don't think they could just get him. 
Um, yeah, Humphreys and the uh, yeah. Washington football team. T three P. Wait, hold on, hold on, Johnny. It's okay. uh, what is your pick for the Washington football team? I know we have a couple weeks here, but the I'm just name? Curious. Yeah, I really wish it was Red Wolves. Me too. I thought that was Me sweet. Too. But yeah, Me that too. was. That would have been sweet. Yeah. I've seen some cool things like Red Tails is cool. I haven't read a ton about the history, mm-hmm. but I saw some people, a couple of my friends were commenting on it today and just saying that the history of it would be a really cool one. So yeah. I'm all for that. I think everything else out there pretty much is complete garbage. I'm trying to think if I've seen anything else. There's like Defenders, Commanders, Admirals. Oh, oh Commanders and Admirals. Oh. Yeah. yeah. See now. Now there. listen. In full disclosure. Okay. Full disclosure. I I was born in Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. I lived yes. there for the first six years of my life. That was my first team. Uh, actually, it wasn't. My first team was the Philadelphia Eagles. Believe it or not, I liked Harold Carmichael, Wilbur Montgomery, uh, uh, the 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 Polish Pistol, Ron Jaworski. How old um, were you? Herm Edwards. The Eagles? I was like five, maybe. And oh, I was only, wow, I was, not, well, the thing is, is I had collected football cards, right? And I saw Harold Carmichael was like the six, seven wide receiver, you know, and wow. Wilbur Montgomery was a slashing running back. And the thing is, I watched the Eagles uh, when they were playing the Redskins. My mom's a huge Redskins fan. And, and so I, I kind of gravitated towards them. And, and then when my mom found out I was an Eagles fan, I was not allowed to be an Eagles fan anymore. So I switched my allegiance to the Redskins. And did the Ch- Chiefs come into play at some point for you? Yeah, yeah, I moved out to Kansas City, right? right. So yeah, I, I I kind of followed. You know, I played along as as the hometown. But kid. you were in Kansas City, Kansas, but there's still Chiefs fans there, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, like, I lived so both Kansas City, 15 minutes away from Missouri. So yeah, it's right. the okay. Kansas City metropolitan area, right. right? But the thing is, though, is is for me as someone who grew up. You know, um, in the Washington area, and grew up as as a, as a Redskins fan. I I wanted, you know, and, and I always had this ringing in my, my ear that hail to the Redskins, you know, and and so it's like I I play that in my mind. It's like hail to the Red Wolves. Yeah, makes sense, you know. Hail yes. to the Admirals. Hail to the Defenders. You know, it just doesn't didn't do it. Red Wolves. Exactly. Red Wolves would have been perfect. Yeah, I agree. They're I think the Timberwolves said, "Oh, we've got naming rights to all that." God. You know, I'm like, "No chance, no. Red Wolves." That would yeah. never. I just don't think that would hold up in court. But of course, yeah. the Washington well, the thing, team is being it, as cheap. And as here's possible, the thing: so. the Arkansas State team is is the Red Wolves because these people called the Indians, then they changed their yeah. name to the Arkansas State Red Wolves. But the thing is, is like, do they have? It's is it their name? I mean, what about the Bulldogs and the Tigers? <laughs> you know, like all of yeah, these other right. franchises yeah. that have no way know, that would hold up in court. Yeah, there's like but what first was, first thing Washington should do is fix their stadium because Jalen uh, Hurts yeah, like almost got broke. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> he's not the only one. But anyway, enough yep. about Washington. The Bucks aren't playing them in the first round of the playoffs. So we know that for sure. Some people want to know about Deshaun Jackson. He's on a team too, isn't yeah. he? Where is he now? He's well, no, he got kept. Yeah. yeah, he's on the Raiders. That's right. Raiders got by the Rams. Oh, okay, but the Raiders. Yeah. He's on the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not. Um, Charlie would like to know about uh, Arian's comments on JTS needing to step up. Did I miss this? Did he say something today about JTS needing to step up on Bucks no, Total Axis? He talked about him. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's what, what he's referring about? to. Is, okay, it's like expand on that. Like, what does he mean? Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. He, I don't even think he used the words "needs to step up" unless I missed it, Charlie. Sorry if I did. I wrote the story today, so I hope I didn't. But I've written a lot of stories today, so. Well, um, I, I, I think I what think, he's saying is this: is the PR, yes, can the PR yeah, staff this, expand? Oh, okay. Sorry, Charlie. I yeah. didn't see your second. Yes, um, he needs to use more power. Okay, so. 
I should have pulled up some plays, but um, basically when you're a pass rusher, I think, um, and I talked about this a little, little bit in the Shaq Barrett all 22 I did, I think, if you want to, if you go back and watch that one a little mm-hmm. bit too. But when you're a pass rusher, like sometimes one of the best things you can do is close space between you and the other player, I think, because yeah. if you can close space, you can start to work more moves. But if you are not closing space, they're going to see Correct. stuff coming and they're just going to stay under control and wait for you to make your move first. You really yep. want to get the opponent to make the first move. That's kind of like the goal as a pass rusher. And if you're never closing that space, they're not going to feel like they need to make the first move. So you're yep. going to have them comfortable in their stance and just kind of waiting to mirror you. Mm-hmm. And when you're an athlete like JTS, you can't use your athleticism to its full advantage when you don't have an, when you have the other players kind of comfortable in their stance because they're just waiting right. for you to dip or waiting for you to try and swim inside. And especially a tackle when they're usually a little bit better athletically. I, so I think Arians is right. I think it's a good point by Arians. He needs to mm-hmm. use power first. doesn't mean he has to be like a dynamic power rusher and, and right. push back the pocket every single time, but he needs to start there, I think. And then once he's established, I'm going to get into your frame. I'm going to get into your frame. Then guys are right. going to start to expect it. They're going to start to lunge or punch a little bit early. Then exactly. he can knock their hands down and use his athleticism to get around. So it's just normal, yep. normal growth stuff. No, nothing. And the thing is, no concern. When I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago for for my Fab Five, you know that that's something that the light bulb at that time kind of came on. And I think that's that's a process that he's been going through. Really, the second half of his rookie season is is just remembering to do it, being comfortable doing it. And John, when I was the defensive line coach for Pop Warner, I started early with the kids. I said, "Listen." You you have to get into them physically, right? You you've got you've got to you can't try to run around them. You have to to get into them because there's only so much space and time to get to the quarterback when you're yeah. pass rushing, and and you you've got to be able to kind of round off your rush. If you loop around, try to do that too much, the more space you create between you and the offensive lineman. You're doing the offensive lineman's job for them, yeah, because right. that's their job is to keep you off, keep you away. And so, right. if you don't engage, and at the NFL level, it's got to be power, right? It just does. Mm-hmm. It's not. This isn't college where you can kind of, you know, dip and rip and, and run around guys all the time. These are grown men, professionals that that know how to counter that stuff and mm-hmm. use your momentum against you and wheel you around the quarterback. So, uh, Arians is right. JTS gets it, John. You're exactly right. It just he's got to he's got to get into his rush a little bit sooner and be a little bit more physical when he does it with those initial moves. Yeah, and, so hopefully and that. I, and I, I think it's coming. I, I think this is a process. Yeah. And, on, and honestly, the only way he's going to do it is to get the the kind of reps he's had these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. With JTS and he's gotten some out. pressure for yes. sure. It's just you know. We've seen it. Like you watched the you were texting me. You were saying, you know, he's getting in. Like he's getting in there. Like, yeah, he's done plenty of good things. But he, he's right. This will unlock it for him. I think. And it's one of the things Shaq Barrett's probably best at is, you know, he Shaq Barrett's not going to like bully people all game long with bull rushes or anything. But just the fact that you're bringing power, they have to break peace for it. They have to get their yes. hands on you first. They have to punch. They ha- they can't just yeah. stand there and hand fight with you all day. They have to punch. They have to get into your frame because you've challenged yep. them that way. And so now you've opened your open them up. Okay, now they're gonna punch. You know they're gonna punch. They know yep. they're gonna punch. Now what's your counters? Just like oh, I was I telling my so. defensive line kids, it's it's like engage, then disengage. Like that quickly. Engage, yep. and disengage. But you have right. to engage first. Yep. You've you have you have got to be the attacker. Right. William Butler, five dollar super chat. Greatly appreciate this. By the way, Charlie, let us know if that uh, made any sense for you. Um, other than Philly, who do you guys prefer the Bucks to face in the first round? 
you know, Philly. anybody could beat the Bucks this Philly. year. Uh, you know, in, in the Bucks, can, yeah, they're still, yeah, Phil, Philly. I mean, Philly, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think you know he maybe is suggesting that here, but yeah, I Philly know. is is definitely the team. I mean, again, you have to beat somebody tough anyway. If you get bounced, that's the right. First, like whatever, you know, you're gonna have to beat tough people. I said that last year too. But if you're looking for the easiest opponent, Philly. But even then, it's not gonna be easy. I mean, Philly can rush with Correct. four. They play good defensively. You only have one true, you know, big threat at wide receiver right now. No disrespect to yep. Searle's emergence recently, but you, they have Slay who can match up with Evans for sure. If they want to do that, go that route. They play a ton of zone and they keep the ball in front of mm-hmm. them. So you're going to have to be really patient. Brady's great at that, I think. So um, that's that's good for the Bucks. But yeah, rush from four, and you know, I, I think that uh, it's going to it's not going to be easy for sure. Bucks defense has to play great. I mean, they were they great do. against Philly. They got they gave up. 95 yards on two different penalties, a 50 and a 45-yard penalty, right. Scott, passing interference that put them in a first yep. and goal. That was how the Eagles scored their first two touchdowns. Couldn't move the ball at all until that final drive in the fourth quarter, other than those two penalties. If yep. they and they, remember in this game, they did not have Carlton Davis, they did not have Sean mm-hmm. Murphy Bunting, they did not have Levante David, I don't believe either, right? He didn't play. Right. He was hurt in the Dolphins game, so he didn't play in this game. Um, so they didn't have a lot of people. Uh they had to be yeah, they didn't have any of those guys playing in that game. So they didn't have, and they didn't have Winfield. Either. Well, should they, they had Vita Bay. He had, I think he had, he had right. half a sack in that game. Correct. They did have Vita yeah. Bay. I was saying, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, oh, Antoine yeah. Winfield, or Levante David. So that's three of their best defensive players yeah. there. And depending on what Murphy Bunting is, he could be at least an asset, depending on the the, the day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that is a, and they still like it was still took that pass interference on Dean and the pass interference on Edwards mm-hmm. for the Eagles to move the ball at all until that final that they got that drive when they got the touchdown, the two point conversion, because they ran it like a bunch of time. Al Sanders had like 40 yards, they had a short field right. of a bad pinion punt, I think. Yeah, no, off a failed fourth down it was by the Bucks. They had a short field and they scored a touchdown on a short field running the ball when the, mm-hmm. I mean, it was running the ball almost exclusively. They didn't pass, I don't think at all on the drive while the Bucks were in dime defense. And they got yep. like a two, a 27, 11 yard or something off it. And that was the field. And then they scored. In the red Correct. Zone. So it was a very weird game. The Eagles process in that game. No way. If you run the simulation that it equals again, you know, a hundred times, does it equal 22 points? Like it just hardly, right. that will just hardly ever happen. They just didn't have any like, yeah, I remember that too, the because they went, they the went for the two point out. conversion. And that caused me to lose my, my bookie bet, which really That's pissed right. me off. <laughs> It did. <laughs> that did piss you off. I remember that. that. Yeah. And it was like, it ended up being meaningless anyway. And the Bucks, you oh, know, yeah. they had a, a failed fourth down in Eagles territory and they had another at the end of the game. They had first and goal and they just knelt the ball out. It could have put up more than 28 points for sure. Um, you know, if they played a little bit cleaner, um, you know, they didn't have Gronk in that game. Obviously, they had Godwin in AB. Right. So um, is it, it's going to look different. The Eagles are definitely playing better than at that point in the year um, right now. No doubt. Well, and, the, and the other thing too, John, is is I, I, I kid when I say, you know, I, I want Philly, I want Philly and nobody else. You're right. Everybody's good in the playoffs. And listen, we were not afraid of the Washington football team, right? When the Bucks went on the yeah. road and into the first wildcard game. And the reality of it is, if you go back and look just at the scoreboard, that was the closest of the four, pre- or the four postseason games. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah, mean, probably. I mean, the Packers won certainly. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying it's like, yeah. like that was that, that came down to a, uh, um, a Levante David sack, right? Washington at the ball last. And, yeah, and so right. that, that, you know, that, that was, that was a much closer game than, than anybody thought. And, and oh, so yeah. I, I think that, that you got to kind of keep that in mind a little bit when looking at these playoff yeah. games because it can be, yeah, 
it 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 can be any listen in 2007 the last bucks home playoff game is as weird as it sounds Ernest Graham scores a touchdown against the Giants and that was it yeah, I, well, saying, I, I still don't Bowl. count that because that would that was that was a, that right. was the Super Bowl. That was they don't technically to be in count Tampa, it as a home. Like if you, yeah. I know, yeah, was, I don't think yeah. if you look at statistics, it counts as a yeah, home, it doesn't does not count as as a home yeah. playoff game. Correct. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I was I was there for that that Giants game, you know, and that was Jason Pierre-Paul was in that team. That was the team that ended up beating Tom Brady in, in the playoffs and, and ending the the Patriots' perfect season. But right. the the Giants came in here and just whipped the Bucks. Right. And, and a lot of people thought the Buccaneers, even though they had a little bit of, I think they were nine and seven. And I think the Giants were 10 and six. Hmm. And it didn't matter. Giants yeah, won it didn't. big time. Right. So I would say, Philly, by the way, just to answer that part, if it's somebody else, I think the only other team that they can face is San Francisco. Right. 49ers. Yeah. There might be some weird path where they face the Cardinals, like a, like a very small percentage chance. Um, right. And I would just rather face. I would rather face a team quarterback that is the Eagles with a new coach, basically a new yeah. quarterback and a new defensive coordinator. All like in that in that stage, I'd rather face that in a team right. that I know Tom Brady knows how to beat the Eagles. Just a matter of being patient and whether the person yeah. can step up around him. I don't think they're a hard team to quarterback against necessarily if if you're patient. Um, so yeah, I'd rather face the, face the Eagles than than any team that has Nick Bosa, that has Fred Warner, that has. Yes. Um, that has um, Debo Samuel, that has George Kittle. I don't care. I know people talk about the quarterback. They have Kyle Shannon. They have George Kittle. They have Debo Samuel. They have Nick Bosa. I mean, those are legitimately the best, like among the best players in the league at their positions. Yeah, You don't want to face that in the first round if you can avoid it. The Eagles are a solid team, but they don't have any – there's no player on their team individual that's like, I'm like, wow. There's a a lot of 49ers players that – they were still on the team in tw- in 2019 when they came down here and just waxed the Buccaneers. I mean, Richard Sherman was on that team. He's now a Buccaneer, but I mean, they picked off Jameis Winston, had two pick sixes that game, and yeah. and uh, that was that was the catalyst. I mean, nobody picked the 49ers right. to win that game. I mean, people picked right. the Buccaneers now, to win. 49ers Buck went on to go 12 and four that year. Yeah, Buck should beat both of them, but I'm just saying, I'd re- you know, yeah. I'm just saying they're both good and anything can happen in the playoffs for sure. And we still don't know what the Bucks are going to look like against a good team. We're not going to know until right. the playoffs without Godwin and AB. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll just have to wait and see. What do you, uh, what do you think says, about uh, Eric's uh, post? <laughs> Eric, we appreciate the super chat here. Give T.O. a tryout. Can't be any slower than Lev Bell. I actually agree with that. The second part, probably not slower yeah. than Bell. Lastly, I hope the national media picks up Steve P's uh, MVP case for Brady. It's a good read. Yeah, I read it today. I shared a couple of his tweets. I'm going to finish reading the article. Let's talk about the MVP case here, Scott, now that Eric's brought it up here. I I don't – I hate MVP discussions, but I know that we need to do it because this is part of our job on the show. Right. I I, I said this today on the radio on WDAE. I think both are deserving of MVP probably. So – Whenever we do this, we have to start from that standpoint where like we are almost never arguing against from two players who one deserves it and the other one doesn't deserve it. It's who's most deserving. And that is a a different conversation than one guy not deserving it and one guy, you know, both deserve it. And we have to start from that point if we're going to have any credibility, I think, because both have played unbelievable this season. Yeah. And so, and and the thing is, is 
is, you know, as Mitch says, Brady leads in four categories. He leads, he leads in a lot of categories. But the thing yeah. is, is which category is the is the most important? Is it wins? Okay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has one more win than Tom Brady does this year, right? But but has Brady been more of a factor in in those wins? Um statistically, I mean, he's got five more touchdowns. I think he's got what two or three rushing touchdowns this year. I'm not sure if Aaron Rodgers has any. I think he's got one. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously what we say is going to be perceived as bias. That's why on Twitter, I don't even bother because I have followers yeah. from every fan base. There's no point in right. anything I say is going to be perceived as bias. So there's not much point in arguing for it. But I honestly, yeah. genuinely, I think everybody on this show, at least that watches, knows that I give my honest opinion. When I say yeah. I don't believe Devin White deserves to be in the Pro Bowl, it's because I've watched every snap and I don't believe that he does. And, I, yeah. and when I say Donovan Smith's had an awesome year, but there's no way he's better than Tyron Smith or Trent right. Williams and, and Werfs. I'm just so glad that you whittled it down to two. I mean, that I was able to talk yet to Ben Roethlisberger. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's like I thought with you, with your Steelers roots, that that was a little was extreme, it? John. <laughs> but then I finally got through to you, you know, and, and said, about listen, to play his last game, Scott. it's it's down to, to A-Rod and and tb12 and you're like okay you know what scott you're right i'll let this I'll let, let this poor let man ben die in peace <laughs> set out this this year okay no he'll definitely sit out this year of the playoffs and soon out of the league but <laughs> <laughs> respect for a long great career but um, of course i think brady deserves it scott for a couple key reasons i know both offenses very very well yep there is just no comparison in terms of which one requires more difficult quarterbacking yeah. It's clearly Bruce Arians' offense. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, Rodgers wouldn't tell you that because he's – well, he's probably a narcissist. But, <laughs> but probably. I think <laughs> – probably. But I think that – And I say respectfully, would, I, I really like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, yes, I'm, I'm yes. Aaron Rodgers fan. I don't have any issue. I yeah. yeah. I think that I think that the big thing is with him is that he really genuinely believes in himself and like his I think he genuinely believes he's the MVP. And I'm sure Brady does too, although he is probably less likely to talk about it than, than Rodgers yeah. does. Um I think that the that's one of the biggest differences is that Rodgers his offense that offense, I mean, he might have the greatest, he might have the best head coach in the league in terms of offensive play calling and design on his staff. I mean, that guy's done it with, you know, just whoever at wide receiver and Devonte Adams and he's nobody can stop Devonte Adams because he moves him around all over the place all the right. time, moves him around. He gets in the ball manufactured and Adams is a great talent, obviously, but just the, the complexity, uh, the way that he orchestrates that offense for Rogers is great. And also they run the ball a ton and they run it very well. And that's all you know, well and good that they do. They have lost some offensive lineman injury, which some people will point to, but here's my thing with that, Scott it doesn't matter if the guys behind them are playing awesome football and they genuinely are playing awesome football. So like right. we could say, Oh, Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins were you know, out most of the season. Well, I get it. But the guys behind them were, were freaking awesome. It's not like Rogers right. was under duress all the yeah. time. The guys behind them played great. So like, that's what I mean when I say coaching and the players they've got in place around him and the scheme around him, Rogers was really struggling in his career. He looked like he was, he was fine, but he, he looked like he wasn't ever going to be the great Aaron Rodgers again until yeah. the floor came along. The mm -hmm. difference, has been obvious and raw numbers and tape and analytics, all of it. And Brady has just gone to one system to another. I mean, how many systems they ran into England to Arian yeah. system and played at a pro bowl level last year and played an MVP level this year and put up the same numbers basically across both years. And, but, but you know, here, it's just seamless how well he's played in an offense. that's so difficult for quarterbacks. No, you're right. And, and the thing is, 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 and I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up in, in a second here, but, um, Tom Brady averaged 24 touchdowns 
per year in New England. And his 50 touchdown season, which was 2007, is the most he's ever thrown in one season by far. The second most is uh, the 40 that he threw last year and the 40 that he's up to right now. I mean, his second and third highest touchdowns seasons of his career have been these last two in Tampa. And so you you can say and 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 be spot on that despite the Super Bowls he won in New England, he has elevated his game in Tampa. He really has raised his game in Tampa. And I'm yeah, not just I'll saying say this, in terms of the volume, like especially in terms of the volume, right? Like in New England, he didn't have to be great every single week, every single like correct. that's just not how their offense and plus with their defense and everything that they have going yep. on and the talent they had for years there. Like he didn't always throughout his entire career have to be the guy. Every Correct. game but for the box, just in terms of the way they run, not because the rest of their team yeah. sucks. Although at times this year, that's definitely the guys around him have definitely let him down. But right. I think just because of the system, Arian's system, it's just like yeah. the quarterback, quarterback has to be great. Arians has always had a great quarterback for a driven. Like, yeah, yeah, right? it, it, like, that's how it is. So Brady has to be great every week for them to really win because because yeah. that's how it is in New England. Belichick knew that hey, we're going to have fifty mile per hour uh, games where we're going to run the ball uh, fifty times and we're going to throw it three times. Right? I mean. That, that happened with Mac Jones, but there were similar really, really bad weather games up there, whether it be against the Jets, whether it be against Buffalo, up there in New England, whatever, right? Just because of the conditions, they were, they had to run the ball. They had to rely on that. And it could be run the ball 50 times one week and then ask Brady to throw the ball 50 times the next week. But it was an offense that was designed around um, looking at a team's weaknesses and then attacking that rather, rather than uh, and also dealing with the elements rather than Arian's offense, which which doesn't really do that. That you know, you don't sit there and say, okay, the Buffalo Bills are coming to town and and the Bucks are going to run the ball forty times and they're going to commit to it. That's just not what they do. Like like yeah, they might run the ball a little bit more to probe the, those Bills, uh, you know, defenders. Sure. And they had success doing it. And even though they're Leonard Fournette had, had a good game, they're always they're always going to let it rip. John. You're like, right. There's never going to be a game where they're not going to let it rip. Like. Yep. And that's how they play. And, and I don't play. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I think that it requires a lot of the quarterback. If you don't have a great quarterback in Arians offense, you'll be a bad football and team. It's, and he's always it's had a great shots. quarterback. Right. It's, you got to hang in the pocket because of that. Hang in the pocket and throw a deep too. And you're going to be yep. asked it's, to do that. Yeah. As soon and as for, Carson and, Palmer wasn't good. That's right. As soon as he <laughs> fell apart and like he didn't have his he had two like those two great years at the beginning. And then as soon as he, yep. his health shut down, they were a horrible football team again. Like that's right. They that's what you have they have to have that. Otherwise, they're not, you know, that offense isn't gonna work. So I just think it's right. when you look at it that way. Now, this isn't gonna be how any voters look at it. In fact, I'm not even sure what voters are gonna look at because Brady's stats are better. The Packers are one win better, but it's not like that's I know. it's not like that's a lot. Like you know, they're well, right I there, know especially how, with the Bucks. I know how Hub Arkish is gonna vote. Okay, so there's one down right there. So Brady, Brady's already got one guy, right? That's no, no, he, no, he doesn't, Scott. Did you he hear doesn't, what Rob said? No, the full what quote. What did he say? He said, no, hold, he hold, thought, wait, which Chicago Bear is he going to give it to? N- right, neither. No Chicago Bear, shockingly. Although maybe one of these guys is a native of the area. His exact comments were: he said he made up his mind in the summer because Aaron Rodgers held the Packers hostage in the summer with his situation of not being available okay. and everything like that through camp and all. So he said he made up his mind the summer that he couldn't win at that, which is unbelievable. But then he said, he said, I don't think in a close race that he has been 
more valuable anyway than Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup and maybe even Brady, he said. <laughs> maybe even Brady. He put Cooper Cup. Unbelievable, dude. I was like, this guy nope. could get – I literally turned it off then. I didn't hear anything else that he said. Yeah. I've seen it written. I was just like, this guy can go to lunch. But that's who's voting for MVP. So there's 50 of those. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying everybody's like, oh, but there's enough like them that it's – so right. don't be surprised. This is what you get in terms yeah, of results oh, yeah. because of the way the league does things. So yep. it sucks, but that's what it is. You're, these guys aren't – they have no clue what they're looking at. So exactly. that's going to make hey, we, it really we, hard. We've had some Super Chats tonight, and that's that's awesome. And we have another one right here, and we appreciate everybody giving us the, the Super Chat uh, dough. I'm going to tell you what to do with that dough in a minute. Yeah. 2022 free agent must keeps uh, the two that just pop out in my mind, John, you and I've talked about it earlier today on the phone. The, the, the easy slam dunks are Chris Godwin and Carlton Davis. Davis mm-hmm. probably gets the franchise tag. C, uh, CG f- probably comes back on a, on a long-term deal. I, th- I, I don't think the bucks want to let him go. I don't think he wants to go anywhere to me. Those are the, the two guys that are just the absolute must keeps. And I think those are the guys that, that will be back as well. So there's they're the must-keeps and also the will-be-backs. So yep. aside from those two guys, any other must-keeps on this Buccaneer team? I think there might agents? be. I want to touch on those two guys really quick and just address some of those thoughts. But first, I got to let people know that there's an opportunity out here, Scott, to get yourself some money there too. Is. And it's not just the free agents, but you can get yourself some money. And it's an underdog fantasy right now. If you use the promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, you can double your first deposit right now. So that's up to $100. So if you deposit money, they will double whatever you put in over at Underdog Fantasy. There are so many different things you can bet on. You can go do their t- tournaments. You can do their, uh, they have like best ball leagues you can get signed up with, even once for next year. If you're into other sports with football winding down, there's tons of other sports options that you can get involved with too. There's going to be bets you can place on the national championship in terms of over-unders, player prop bets, player stat lines that you can bet for that. Also, there are those going to be those for playoff games as well and for this Sunday's game as well and for NBA games if you're into those like I am. So there's just so much to do over at Underdog Fantasy, and the best part is that the layout is unbelievable. I mean, the interface, the app that they have, it's incredible. It's so easy to use awesome. and easy to understand. It is. And I'm talking about this as somebody who's like not a very experienced person with this stuff at all. It was so clear to me how to use it, and I love that about it. So make sure you download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. They'll double your first deposit if your first time sign up. I highly encourage you to do this. I think this app is so much fun. I never thought that I would be into any of this stuff. Like I've told you for years, you you know, I yeah. since I started your report, I was like, I'm probably not going to do this. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not really into that kind of stuff. I've loved doing it with Underdog Fantasy, so I just encourage you uh, to make sure you check that out. Let me get back to that question because it is a good question about the 2022 free agents. Just quickly to Godwin, I have talked to some people who are in the know, very in the know about free agency player contract situations in the league right now that are going to be free agents, especially the big name players and what wide receiver markets look like in general right now. And they just feel very strongly that wide receivers are going to start getting advice from their agents to take money on the table from other teams. A, because the markets dried up this past year. B, Mm -hmm. because teams are looking around the league and seeing that the last three or four crops of free agent wide receivers have just not worked out. Wide receivers that have switched teams, it's gone really poorly. Even guys that they thought would be really good, like Kenny Galladay and some others, has just not worked out at all. And so teams are starting to be very cautious about that, um, and they're starting to be very cautious about how much they invest in there. Plus, every year in the draft, it's just loaded with wideouts. And teams are watching players like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase 
just go off over and over every week or every year. It feels like a rookie wide receiver is immediately one of the best in the league. AJ Brown, no DK Metcalf, like Terry McLaurin. And so teams are starting to say, wow, these guys are way more pro ready than they used to be. I'm just going to save a ton of money and draft one because I'm going to get the same John, right away. And so John, there's probably, there's probably going to be as many as seven first round wide receivers this year, depending on who, who all comes out. There's a pair of guys at Alabama, Jamison Williams and John Mechie. I know Mechie just had the, the knee injury, but um, those things are like six month injuries at this point in time. Um, might keep him out of the first round, but there's a oh, pair of Ohio hot. State guys, right? Chris, Chris uh, Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, you got the yeah. Penn State kid, uh, Jahan uh, Dotson, yeah. uh, Drake London from USC, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. And uh, we'll see how David Bell times. He might sneak up into the first round, the Purdue kid. I mean, there's just a plethora yeah. of wide receivers, John. It makes sense to get one of those guys on a rookie contract and cross your fingers and hope you have a guy like you, Jamar Chase. It does. And I, I don't think, Jefferson. for the record, I don't think – I know that people are saying seven now. You know, it always numbers always fluctuate. I, yeah. I think they'll probably be – It might be five. It might be, five, it might be still, four, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's a lot. You're right. And you're finding these guys in later rounds too. I mean, Debo was a later round for A.J. Brown, D.K. Yeah. Metcalf. Chris Godwin was a third All those guys. Round, you know? Chris Godwin was a third. You know, there's just so many examples, Scott, and teams are just yeah. saying, we can do this thing without spending all this money and because there's so many good ones out there. It's not because the position yeah. is invaluable. It is. So it's and one you, of those. You know, what's, you know what's really changed, John, from from you know my era when when the NFL and even college football. I mean, uh, I grew up uh, in Big Twelve country. Or actually, it was Big Eight country back then. You, the teams were running the wishbone, the option, right? Yeah. Tommy Frazier in Nebraska. You have Big Red. You have Oklahoma. The, the you know Colorado with with um, you know their Eric Bieniemy was the running back in Colorado back in the day. Um, Cordell Stewart was was his quarterback. He was a running quarterback. What's changed now is the volume of targets these wide receivers are getting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you almost had a 2,000-yard receiver, uh, the Western Kentucky kid this year, 1,900 yards. The volume of targets they're getting, the production that, yep. that you're getting. I, I just looked at the ESPN list uh, of of the, the college receivers that have 1,000 yards. It kept going and going and going and going and going. It, it It's ridiculous. And the more catches you get, the more touchdowns you score – uh, the more opportunities you are to read defenses and, and make plays, you are getting more prepared to enter the league as opposed yeah. to back in the day when there were first round wide receivers there were there were that had 40 catches for 750 yards and five mm-hmm. touchdowns and the guy was a first round wide receiver you know yeah. back 10, 15, 20 right. years ago. And so now that's all just that's going to create. They're going to create a market for Godwin. It's just, it's just not. I don't think it's going to be, especially coming off injury. I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. And so, right. I think the Bucks are going to give him money to stay. I think he's going to take it. I think he's going to stay. He absolutely loves it in Tampa. That's not just me yeah. guessing. That's me saying. No, I, I know he loves it in Tampa. And and so I think he's going to stay. He him. wants to stay. Bruce Arians yeah. loves him. Those are he two good them. people to love you. Chris Godwin, he loves yeah. them. He loves Tom Brady. The system he, works for. Where him. are you going to go, John? If you're if you're yeah. Chris Godwin, where are you going to go and have a better quarterback and be a better right. fit with the team and play with weapons like like Mike Evans and probably Rob Gronkowski for another year? Where mm-hmm. are you going to go and have and have that level of success? Yeah, you're Which probably not. Team? I mean, you're not. There's places, but there's probably it's probably not going to happen. I think he's going to be back, and I think Carlton Davis will be back at least on the tag. So yeah, those are two. I don't know if I would say anybody else is a must, but I think Ryan <laughs> Jensen's on. important. Never draft a receiver 
Uh, are you a fan of the Buccaneers, Hopster? And, and I'm, I mean, all I'm just saying that with all respect because I've never seen you in here before. Forgive me if that's the case, okay? But Chris Godwin was drafted by the Bucks, so was Mike Evans. Yeah, by Jason Light. Every good team in just the league. Devontae Adams drafted by the Packers. Cooper Cup drafted by the Rams. Yeah. Like, you know, you could do that. Justin all day, Jefferson you know, drafted by the Vikings. Yeah. Jamar Chase, Chase drafted by the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, definitely draft receivers is one of the most important positions to prioritize on your team, just in general. I think, but I think. That Jensen should be back. I think I would like to see them emphasize bringing him back. And then I think Jordan Whitehead's another one they've got to think about just because yeah. their safety play could be really good the way those the he and Winfield's yep. careers are kind of trending right now. You know, you know who I want to see back? Healthy. Um, I want to see this and, guy and Gronk, right here. I should say. Yeah. I should I think, say Gronk, think, too, obviously. That's, yeah. that's obvious, yeah. Yeah. But I don't um, think Gronk's going anywhere. He either retires or comes back, I think. so. Will Golston. I want to see Will Golston yeah, come back. You know, I you feel know why? like he's almost like Gronk, right, Scott? Like, there's yeah. why would Will Golston go anywhere else at this point? He's not expensive. They clearly need him. Yep. If Sue retires, even if he doesn't, they need Golston. Like, yep. I think he'll be back. He's not going to break the bank. He's he's been playing for about an average of five million the last five ne- years. Never you, you say, yeah, you, you're 30 years old. You know, we're going to give you another five million. Let's do it one more time. He'll come back. I mean, he just from his ability to rush the 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 passer, especially against Carolina. Um, you know, he's, he's never going to be more than a, a four sack guy, right? He's, well, I shouldn't say that. Watch him have another sack or two. He'll be a six sack guy. Good for you, Will. But right. that's not what his role is here. Although he really has made strides. He really has. And Bruce Harris can give him credit for that. And I, I agree with that, but we're going to stick a little bit of a Panthers preview in here, even though they, like John's right. They, they we, just, we just, haven't talked about the Panthers at all yet. Yeah. We just played it. The bunch just played him. So I don't think it's that big of a deal, but. Wait, we, well, we will there, talk about. Let's talk about. There's one thing I want. Here. There's one thing I want to share real quick. They oh, gave up seven God. sacks again last week, John. They gave up week. seven sacks again. What's Sandarnell doing? He's getting killed. Four, oh my God. Seven sacks back to back weeks. It's nuts. That's it's just nuts. that's absolutely horrendous. So okay. I'm sure they're without even looking because I, I honestly didn't look before the show, yeah. but I'm sure they're bottom of the league. In that regard, and so well, they, they had they've given up fifty sacks now. They had forty three after the Bucks destroyed yeah. him for seven. They gave up another seven. Cameron Jordan had so three and a half, three and a half last week. The last two games, we'll yeah. should get at least four more. Uh, no, long last no, seven. John, okay. seven more. I mean, That's I'm all about it. <laughs> they got to play to the to the. If team. they give up seven with facing a team without their top two edge rushers, yeah, just fire them into the sun. That's absurd. Exactly. Um, Long lost Glazer says anybody busted John's ball. Shout out Manscaped for his math mistake in Bucks briefing. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I, this article went up and it was zero point zero 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 nine percent. Needs to clean it up, otherwise, fantastic article. This is actually funny. This <laughs> because it's a hundred percent true. Trevor yeah. sent me this info. I say that in the article. Trevor right. sent me this information. I just copy paste what he said yeah. and put and it in the article. I don't do math. I've already graduated from Kansas no. State. I don't it do math. It takes me anymore. like 10 hours to write Bucks briefing, man. You think I'm yeah. checking the math problem? Yeah. So, yeah, talk to Trevor. No, I should have checked it. Yeah. I, I realized, honestly, when he sent it to me, I had the question, but I was at the time writing. And so I didn't think that much. I was like, wait, that's not right. And then right. I just copied and pasted it in later and totally forgot to, to double check it. But yeah, that's funny. Uh, still uh, one of the most absurd coaching decisions, not the, just the decision, the explanation yeah. on the two point conversion. 
has absolutely boggled my mind. That is well, yeah, unfathomable it, explanation. See the, the, the fact the, that he would even think of that, Scott, yeah, is amazing. The, the funny thing is, is when he said that, like my initial thought was, but yet yeah, you kicked off to them. What about the kickoff return for a touchdown possibility? You didn't think about also, that. Braxton Berrios just had a kickoff return for a touchdown again? the previous week. Yeah. yeah, and didn't he say in the Colts game they were never kicking off again? They were always going to squib it. He said, "Well, it was that was twenty seconds Fournette scored with, and then they yeah. kicked it off to the Colts. And if that the Colts had just needed a field goal, they would have won that game. The Colts would have kicked the field yeah. goal, and they, if it was the same situation, if That's he right, fails yeah. the two point conversion, then he well, kicked you know off. what else Bruce Arians has said, John? I'll tell you what Bruce Arians has said." Nobody runs on this team. I don't care who the hell you are. So Maybe with the starters out there, but yeah. no. Uh, my game ball right. presented by Manscaped goes to Long Lost Leisure for pointing out John's math error. Thank you, Long Lost Leisure. Game balls. Thank you, thank balls you. will thank you presented by Manscaped. And also thank you for reading. I know you're a yeah. faithful reader, so I appreciate that a lot. Um, okay, yeah, let's I, talk I, about I, the Panthers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we, we can't do that just quite yet. Okay, fine, we oh, can't. Right. We can talk about right. What you need to do for the Bucks Panthers game, John, which is go to my Absolutely. bookie, right, and double your first deposit. That's what you need to do. Looking for an easy New Year's resolution? Make your goal to double your money and get a head start with my bookie's deposit matchup bonus. It's all you got to do. Go to my bookie, use the promo code Pewter, and you sign up. You get your initial deposit doubled up to $1,000. With the extra dough in your account, you're ready to bet on the biggest games of the week, and my bookie has all the best action. The NFL playoff race is in the final stretch. There's plenty of high-stakes games to choose from. To get you started, look no further than the Bills-Jets matchup this weekend. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And with a favorable matchup against the Jets, that's what the Bucks thought, back them to cover the spread and you win some bread. Get in on this week's NFL slate and more at mybookie.ag. Don't drop the ball. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 using the promo code Pewter. Head to mybookie, place your bets, and ring in the new year with the win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So there's your yep. Bucks Panthers preview right there. Go to my bookie. That's your Bucks Panthers preview. Bet on the Bucks. Here's the other part of the Bucks Panthers preview. The Panthers are down their top six wide receivers I want, or six uh sorry cornerbacks, cornerbacks. now. Yeah. If if indeed Stephon Gilmore does not play, which it sounded like today that they were pretty doubtful that he was going to play. Um, yeah. he did not practice today. By the way, we'll get to the injury yeah, he, he got um, hurt he at the end of the Bucks today. game. That's when he got hurt. Yes, correct. And really, what point is there to playing him? I mean, at this point, yeah. you want a high draft seed. If he's not 100%, it doesn't make any sense to play people who aren't 100%. CJ Henderson was a limited participant. I'm sorry. I thought he did not participate. He was limited today in practice. Yeah. So it could be CJ Henderson and Rashawn Melvin, who did not play in the last game because he was on the COVID list. Their top right. four corners that they came into the year with are all on injured reserve. They're and gone. JC Horn's on the COVID list. So they're yeah. already gone with those guys. And then Gilmore's probably not going to play either. So, yeah, you're looking at a, an atrocious secondary without a lot to play for, without nothing to play for except pride at this point. Yeah. Um, and obviously their defensive line still good. Yator Gross Matos uh, today did not practice uh, with an illness. So we'll see what his situation is, and we'll see what the rest of those guys, Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick. But bottom line is, yeah, I mean, we you guys know all the stats because we went over them last time. Nothing's really changed except the Panthers' numbers have gotten worse. They're pretty much at this point – they might be analytically probably the worst football team over the last you know several games or so, I would say, um, in the league probably right now. And with how little they have to play for in the internal unrest, how bad they are on the interior defensive line and on the offensive line and at cornerback. I mean, those are probably three of your more important positional units. So I 
it's hard to envision a path, but again, it was with the Jets too, Scott. So, I mean, the Bucks just have to decide what kind of deep team they're going to be in, especially defensively. Yeah, like I, I, they I were think, just so embarrassing to start that last game. That can't continue. I agree. I think what happens is the Bucks always play better at home, right? They're they, with the exception of that that uh, upset to the Saints. They're undefeated at home. Uh, they're they're going to finish with one loss at home, that being the Saints game. We saw this last year, right? When when an Atlanta Falcons team came in here, their, their ship was sinking. They got waxed forty four to twenty seven. And uh, Brady threw for 399 yards, four touchdowns. Antonio Brown went off. That was the game. Mike Evans got hurt. AB is not going to go off this week. Don't get your hopes up. It's not going to happen. But my my point is, is this Panthers team is coming in here uh, wounded, beaten up. They're not going to want to be here. They're not going to want to play the Buccaneers, right? They don't have a chance to win. They know that. They want to go home. They want to they want to get an early start on the offseason. I know that because I've seen a lot of Buccaneer bad team, uh, Buccaneer teams play bad, bad Buccaneer teams play bad. That didn't show up for the the season finale. Uh, matter of fact, my first year on the job, Sam Weish's last season, that was the, um, I want to say it was thirty seven to ten. The Detroit Lions came in. Matter of fact, that was Brashad Perriman's dad was on that mm-hmm. team. Uh, Herman Moore and uh, and Perriman. Um, and they just destroyed the Buccaneers. Buccaneers did not at all. Want that's to play that's that what game. this could be, right? Scott? And that's I mean, what like, I think this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks are beat up. So I mean, if it was a full healthy Bucks or even close to maybe, but they could be. It could be Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. Yeah, true. So I mean, we should we should note that. I mean, defensively, they're going to be. Yeah. Probably without a few people. I mean, yeah. they're obviously. Yeah, it might not be people, a, so. a blowout because of the lack of offensive firepower. You know, it, it'll but, be like twenty-eight ten at at best. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and I, I still. I, I still think, and you know, maybe maybe it's the third quarter, but you know, I I, I still think you know we see Blaine could be Blaine. Yeah, what three so. games this year? Three and zero or four and zero? He's five and zero this year. Five and zero. He's been in five yeah. games this year. Five games. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! Yep. I did not realize that. And none of those were losses. All no. those were wins. Undefeated. Undefeated. All right, Eric Lewis saying. asked, "Thanks for the super chat. I think Brady plays next year, but if you had to put odds on it, I, you know, I I play the odds. I don't make the odds. If that makes sense. So Brady is going to play next year. He'll play next year. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I would say." 100% probably. Yeah, for sure. Probably. Um, somebody said, when will Levante David be back? Um, we don't know, but it sounds like he's a chance for the wild card round. Definitely seems like the divisional round more likely, uh, more likely than the and beyond that. Yeah. But I think he could be back for the wild card. They don't really know. Yeah. I think at this point, they're hopeful that the wild card with so the we'll guys see. that have been out for a while. Right. And I don't mean like Keyshawn Vaughn or Mike Evans, the guys that, that like Leonard. the Leonard Fournette's, the Levante Davis, the Shaq Barrett's Bruce Aarons is not rushing him back to play this week. They're, he's not. They're not going to play. Yeah. They're going to wait, uh, and hopefully they'll be back for the first round of the playoffs. So, um, I, I don't have any like snazzy, um, quick-witted because it's it's late, John. It's like eight twenty-five. I'm exhausted. Stayed up late last night watching Kansas State whip up on LSU. Did I say <laughs> you that earlier? I did say <laughs> you that. Did didn't say I? that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, you know. I, I, I love Mark Cook. Uh, I miss the guy terribly. You know, uh, I've been thinking about him a lot during this playoff stretch, during the holidays, all that stuff. Mark Cook was was the king of segues. I don't have a good segue, so I'm just going to hit the Muni Financial button, John. We're going to watch the ad, then I'm going to talk about Muni Financial. That's your segue. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? 
Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. John, we got to get to Colorado, man. We got to do it. Managing your family's wealth means more to Immuni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings, and insurance services. With over 40 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, let Immuni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Call Immuni Financial at 1-800-868-6864. That's 1-800-868-6864. Or visit Immuni.com. And listen, folks, you've heard me do the Immuni pitch if you're a regular Peter Reports podcast viewer listener, um, we do it a couple times a week. If you haven't picked up the phone or gone to the, the website immunity.com, do so. Call those guys over there. Have them help you with your investments. Ring in the new year in a financially beneficial way. If you haven't put money away yet, if you need help with your retirement, that's what their, their specialty is. That They'll help you. I have the vast majority of my retirement assets with the Muni, and I'm thrilled with the results that, the, that they've given me. I highly recommend it. I'm not just uh, advertising partners with them. I'm also a client. So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to shoot you guys straight about that. Yeah. Good. Nate Pitt says, I don't get Scott's don't draft a running back take. I wish we would have gotten Jonathan Taylor. Well, first of all, you are team draft running backs. Don't yes. sign running backs. And Correct. Nate, if they got Jonathan Taylor, I would have been happy. not have gotten Antoine Winfield Jr. So just like to point that True. out. True. Um, Hobster still going strong. Greatest coach of all time avoids drafting receivers. He drafted and kill Harry in the first round. Maybe he avoids drafting good receivers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely drafts yeah. them. Um, Eric, did we Hold get on. this one? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, we got that one. Brady plays next year, but he had to put odds on it. We got that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, this so is, this is the one that Eric wants to meet it, but Mar- Marco is rolling his grave oh, over you missing that segue. That's true. Yeah. You, you misspelled segue. It happens. <laughs> um, I was going to point it out. A lot um, of people spell it that way. A lot of, yes, so it's exactly. not surprising. That is funny, yeah. though. Um, but good yeah. point. Yes. Um, okay. So let's just, we didn't really preview this game that much, but that's because we just did it a couple weeks ago and everybody heard that. I think, uh, or most people, if you didn't, you can go back and listen to that one, but Panthers are very bad and their offensive line is terrible. And, um, that's where this game should be one defensive, I think. And Darnold is, you know, he just, he's just struggling mightily, man. There's just not much And Robbie Anderson might not play in this game either. Not that he's to be feared, but, uh, he might not play in this game. So I guess that means there won't be a wide receiver celebrating down 20 points late in the game on the side of the buck sideline. <laughs> No, I actually didn't care about that, to be honest. I think guys should have fun and enjoy. He ran a great route. He said that, too. I love these quote tweet. Somebody was blasting him on Twitter for it, and he was like, it was an awesome route, dude. Like, when he, I got open and caught the ball. And I thought it was so – I just thought he cracked me up when he said that. He's a funny dude, man. I think you're muted. I'm trying to unmute you. I think you're muted. Yeah. Yeah, I am because I didn't want to be accused of typing. I I looked it up just so I wouldn't embarrass myself. I was pretty sure it was Segway is S E G U E, and it is. So we all learn. It's okay. Um, I I can be a bit of a prick that way. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to come across that way. But it's like my my mom was was a notoriously bad speller. She used to write me handwritten letters my freshman year at Kansas State. She would like mail me a letter each week uh, with with cash. Appreciated that, mom. But 
I would whip out a red pen and like highlight all her corrections. And then when I'd go back to see her a couple weeks to do my laundry and, you know, get some more cash and get yeah. a home cooked meal, I would present her <laughs> with her misspelled uh, uh, letters to me. That's funny. Because you know, I want her to learn just to be a better Learn, student, right. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, some people are asking if this is DJ Moore's last game in Carolina. Is that, is he a free agent? I he could be. He could be. Could Man, be. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago that he was drafted. Yeah. Was he a second round pick? He was a second or third. He was a day two pick. Definitely so either second or third. He was round. a day two pick. Okay. He was definitely yeah. second round pick then. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe it has been four years. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I didn't even know. Oh, here's a good one. That's, uh, Scott, who uh, is your least favorite coach to ask questions to? All right. Let's end it game? on this one right here. Okay. Um, Levy Smith. Easy choice. Levy oh, Smith. Oh, yeah. You've told me that a million times. Yeah. Well, it just, it was the same BS. Like, yeah. you know, we weren't Tennessee ready. No shit. Like, yeah, you should butt kick. <laughs> I mean, just, it, I'm just saying, it's like, you know, he, he just didn't have a lot of substance and nothing against Levy personally. He's a really nice guy. It just, there just wasn't any substance there at all. I mean, at least oh, Dirk okay. would get flabbergasted sometimes, you know, um, uh, you know, Raheem for all of his nonsense was entertaining. Yeah. Shiano would, would yeah. give you good, would give you really oh, good, right. like nonsense, like entertaining. Arians is the best though, right? I mean, Aaron's is so good. Oh yeah. We get so he's much salty. from Aaron. Like he's, yeah. he's some of the salty, but the best thing, Aaron's doesn't say very many words, right. but he is yes. very quotable and he just tells us stuff straight up. He tell he's just honest. Like, yes. I mean, covered going from Tomlin to that is unbelievable. Like Tomlin doesn't yeah. say anything. And so, yeah, it's it's awesome. Long, long last guy says he was a first round pick, so there's no way he's a free. He hasn't been five years. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he they've got his option. I'm sure he's he'll be back there. Yeah, he's he's good. falling asleep. I, love him on I am falling asleep. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up tomorrow. This is exciting. I can't believe I didn't plug this earlier on the show. I'm glad everybody. I'm sure you. Wait, all who's, the guest? Tomorrow, who's the guest? Tomorrow night, eight thirty p.m. Eastern Who? on the Peter Report podcast is Who? myself, Paul Atwell, and, and Mark and? Schofield. Oh, the guy that I recommended yes. the other day. You listened yes. to me, John. Good. All right. I did. I, like I listened to you. Yes. Um, and Jeez. I asked Mark if he would come on the show. Mark and Paul and myself, we are having a show tomorrow night at 8.30, and we are talking about the Bucks offense. So if you want to know about the Bucks offense, if you have questions about how this team can utilize Mike Evans without Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, how can he be versatile enough to replace some of what those guys do? If right. not, who are the receivers that can replace some of what those guys did? How does this Bucks offense function without Chris Godwin, without Antonio Brown, especially in terms of some of the things those guys did best, like getting the ball in their hands and making plays? Right. Um, so all the, those guys are going to come in. They already have their thoughts. They already have their knowledge. They're going to come in and give their input on that. We're also going to talk about Brady and how he adjusts and how the offense schematically can adjust without those guys. And we're going to talk about the role Gronkowski plays in all this because I think he's huge. And the other tight ends too, but especially Gronkowski, I think we're going to land on the point that he – with. If they keep Mike Evans and things that he traditionally yeah. does, then he is going to get doubled a lot probably. And so Gronk is going to have to be like the number one guy stepping up in the context of all that, as, yeah. and especially as they probably move him around more and more. So I agree. we're going to talk hey, about all uh, of that on the show tomorrow. And real quick. It's going to be awesome. Mike Tomlin is funny. I actually knew Mike because he coached here in Tampa. He was the defensive backs coach under Dungy for one year, and then Gruden and won a Super Bowl together here. I know Mike T quite well. Um I actually can do a killer Mike Tomlin impersonation, and I'll, I'll do that on Monday. So be okay. here Monday because Monday we have three things. We have Victory Monday. Yeah, we're saying it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, our, our prediction, Bucks are going to win by a lot. Not sure how much, but by a lot. 
read our pewter pewter preview and predictions easy for me to say on friday you need to okay. go to bed dude i'm tired dude yeah you know these, these no winning wildcats right here kept me up mike tomlin is funny and is. tomorrow night you can watch paul and mark and myself break right. all this down if you're interested in the box right. off and what it's going to look like moving forward out of the plan be be at pewterreport.com um Peter Report all, YouTube. Well, yeah, I'm saying PeterReport.com for our content. Yeah. Peter Report TV on YouTube for the podcast tomorrow. On Monday, Victory Monday, we're going to do roll call at about 4.15, 4.20, and my Mike Tomlin impersonation. Don't miss it. Yeah, and I'm sorry about your hockey schedule, Charlie. I do, I do feel bad about messing with your hockey schedule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, is it during the Lightning game? I'm not sure, but you can have us on during the Lightning game. There's yeah. 82 of those things for hockey, I think. If they do an 82 this year. So I, think so. I hope so. You can have the nice. hockey game on and have our sound on. I think you'll. I think. I think it'll be okay. But yeah. we have to do them at night. I'm. I'm. I'm running the show solo here. I'm That's doing right. content, and my wife's in uh, Pennsylvania right now. So I've got the two kids. I'm running to school. Yep. I'm making meals. Um, She's I'm, coming uh, back though. She didn't I'm leave doing the John. content. Yeah. She's so coming I, back. I have to wait till they go to bed to do the pod. So that's yep. that's why we're doing. Nighttime editions, primetime editions, as Long Lost yep. Glazer says. So we're excited for those tomorrow night uh, for to have Mark and Paul and get together and talk about some of that stuff. If you're interested, have questions about that, so make sure you tune into that show. Until then, thank you all. Appreciate you all. Hit the like button on the video before you head out. Subscribe to the Pewter Report TV YouTube channel as well. And we'll see you on Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.